Well, Joe, with a coaching career that dates back to the end of the 70s into the early 80s, how much has this draft process changed since you got into this game, huh? Well, it's, I mean, it's unbelievable. Back in 1979 when I started with the Colts, um, Barry Crafts was our first-round draft pick. Uh, we had about four films. We were able to look at him and, and scout him. Really, the majority of the scouting on him was when he made a great play against Penn State in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, I believe back then there were 14, excuse me, back then there were 17 rounds. Got it all done in one day. Wow. Uh, and, uh, back then, and after, right after the draft, you could bring an unlimited number of people to training camp. So, listen, you may sign 70 free agents. So, it, it was completely different. I mean, we, we weren't doing this thing out of Radio City Music Hall and, and all this stuff. And uh, we did it out of Marriott Marquis. Uh, the first one I went to was 1980, and I was sitting right next to Howard Cosell, and half our listening audience didn't even know who Howard Cosell is, you know. Pete Rozelle was, was in, announcing the picks. Uh, it's unbelievable. All for the better now, you think? I mean, maybe not necessarily the presentation, but the process. Well, I think the process uh, for coaches is better. Uh, we, we have access to all the tape. Uh, I can speak for the teams that I've been with in National Football League. Our doctors do a great job of really finding orthopedic problems and challenges and and some challenges have been pretty serious with players and saved their lives in some instances. Um, I think the evaluation process with the, with the combine and uh, the short shuttles, the long shuttles, the verticals, the standing broad jump is good. Um, so, yeah, I think the process is better now. And I, but, you know, I think we've all said this. You can certainly, in this long process, get paralysis through analysis. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I don't think it needs to be this long, but we'll see. Now, we've asked a couple of other guys this, but now we'll ask you, what kind of Saints player are you looking for? You know, that's a great question, and this is something that uh, I know that there's been some problems in the National Football League with locker rooms. We have a great locker room here. And the reason we have a great locker room is we have great players who are great people, and that's attributed to Mickey and Sean, the type of people they, they bring in here. So for us, um, it's not about athleticism, period, get them in here. It's not about uh, how high you jump and how fast you run. It's about bringing in the right person. And you obviously have to be a good football player. But also, with being a good football player, you have to have a burning desire to want to win, a burning desire to want to compete, a burning desire to want to get better on a daily basis. You have to be accountable to your teammates, to your city, uh, to your ownership. And, uh, and when we do that and bring those kind of guys into the locker room, uh, the locker room gets better and better. Our existing veterans get, you know, are proud of us, and um, it makes for a healthy situation. Mickey Loomis hit me with an interesting thought the other night. When we talked about first-round picks, whether a guy can end up being a bust or a real good pro, he says sometimes, really, it's, it's come down to a 50-50 proposition. There's no doubt. Okay, and with that in mind, how much for you, like yourself as a veteran coach, does your gut play into this? I think a lot. Yeah. You know, I, I tell you what, if you take it, the history of the National Football League, um, the most productive number one pick in the history of the National Football League I could go around here and nobody would guess it. It was it was uh, uh, Randy uh, uh, the, 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 Randy, the wide receiver. Uh, Randy Marshall. Moss. Randy Moss. Yeah. God. <laughs> and really, you take Randy Moss and you put him on any other team his rookie year besides Minnesota. You had Randall Cunningham throwing the ball deep. People couldn't load the box because you had Robert Smith running the ball. People couldn't double Randy because you had Carter and, and Jake Reed on the other side. Right. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden now he's catching. 14 touchdowns and blowing the top off of coverage with a quarterback that was his first year there. I mean, so, hey, there's some luck involved with it. You know, you're in the right place at the right time, and then you may take full advantage of the opportunity that you have. And, and uh, I think this, I think there's been a lot of guys, more than a few, that have come into the National Football League as high-round picks and not made it because they just were not in the right place at the right time. Uh, they weren't surrounded by quality, good players. 
Uh, the coaches may have been in the last year of a contract and really were looking for their next job. Uh, so it's a, it's a crapshoot. It really is. I mean, listen, I tell you what. We took in 19, I think it was 89, Brian Bosworth in the mm. supplemental draft. Wow. And you take anybody uh, in the National Football League back then, all 28 teams, 30 teams, and they would have taken Brian Bosworth, maybe behind Cornelius Bennett, maybe ahead of him. That's arguable. But, you know, second, he's not going to go past the second pick. Mm -hmm. And the only thing people remember about Brian Bosworth is Bo Jackson running over him on the goal right. line on a Monday right. night. You know? So, I mean, listen, it, it's a crapshoot. It really is. So. Now, you're a defensive coach. You guys have done some great things in free agency with uh, Jairus Bird and the Champ Bailey. Uh, do, how good is it or how good a position does that put you guys in in terms of a draft that you don't have to necessarily do some things out of necessity because you've already got some quality guys? Well, I think this. I think that one of the things that we've really done since we've been here, and again, it's Mickey and Sean, is we've really stuck to the discipline of the board on draft day. So all of a sudden now, you know, when it comes draft time and you're on the clock, we don't start reaching and pulling tags. And we take the best player that's on the, veil, that's on the board that we think can help our football team. And so no matter what, we've never reached for a player. You know, we just haven't done that. And, um, and listen, at the same time, you can't have too many good safeties, too many good corners, uh, too many good running backs. And, and so we just take the best player available that we think is going to be the best fit for our football team. And really, the rest works itself out. You know, there's still some things to get done, sign some players, some street-free agents. Uh, we've got a mini-camp coming up this weekend. that we'll, we'll, we'll sign three or four of those guys that were street-free agents to our training camp, and maybe we'll find a Billy Miller like we, you know, we did in, in 07 and 08. You still get excited about the process? I do. Listen, yeah. this is the most exciting day in the offseason. And uh, I think because of the process now, because it's taken longer, I've made more school visits this year than I have in the last three years. But you get to know these kids better. Um, you know, listen, I, I talked to four players today uh, on the phone, wished them good luck, and they, they called me. And so I, I've talked to more of these players and, and, uh, and I got to know them better. And, hey, listen, four, in four or five years, all these kids will be free agents uh, and, and you kind of build a rapport with them. So, yeah, hey, listen, the process is fun. Uh, listen, there's going to, believe it or not, there's going to be some Hall of Famers drafted tonight. Wow. You know, and uh, this just time, because that happens every year or because of this class? No, because it happens every year. I, when I was in Seattle with the Seahawks, um, the year was 1983, we had a five team combine. There was no Blesto, and we weren't in Indianapolis, and there was no NFL channel. And, and the five teams that were part of that combine uh, were the Raiders, the Seahawks, the San Francisco 49ers, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Buffalo Bills. And I can remember like it was yesterday John Elway and Dan Marino and, and Jim Kelly throwing Pat and Go. And, and looking at those guys, you know, trying to figure out which guy you think might make it in the league, and all three of you are Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, how about that? You know, and 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 uh, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, Dave Remington was the top center that year. Anthony Munoz was coming out, and uh, and you, in this draft tonight, you, know, you you certainly think you can predict. You know, you watch Clowney play at times, and listen, he reminds you of Bruce Smith. Well, listen, it's a hard comparison. Bruce Smith's a Hall of Famer. You know, if he if he has the heart and the burning desire to win like Bruce, we've got a chance. You got a kid like Khalil Mack that I think people struggle with where you want to put him. In a 4-3, he's probably an outside linebacker. In a 3-4, he's probably a jack. But what you do know is the kid plays hard and he's physical. Uh, I think that, you know these 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 uh, this process and these kind of days are fun.